Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Gallagher Shots YouTube and podcast channel. And welcome back to another match preview. This is our third preview of the season where we will be taking a look towards the weekend's game against Liverpool. I'm Scott. I'm your host for this one. And this week, I'm joined by Matty, Ian and Decker. Matty, mate, how are you doing? Very well. Thank you, Scott. You're looking resplendent, might I say. Very good. Uh, the- the beard, uh, the beard is coming off at the weekend, so if we do a match reaction and I'm on it, it's probably the last time you'll get to see <laughs> hopefully it. So, don't, uh, hopefully you don't tear it out watching Newcastle. Maybe. No, it'll be gone before the match, so I'll, oh, I'll, right, I'll just be fair. plucking it to tiny hairs. Ian, mate, <laughs> uh, we spoke only last night on Canny Chatter, but I'll ask you again. How was your holiday? How have you been? It was great. Uh, very hot, um, and I've been really good. Back to reality today, first day back at work, which yeah. always a bummer, but uh, yeah. All, all good on my front. Nice. Decker, you've also been away recently. How are you, my friend? Well, I've kept my tan, which I'm happy about. I've, still, I've, seen, I've, I've, somehow, managed, I've somehow managed to keep that so far. Um, I'm in, mate. I'm really good. I'm really, really That's good. got nothing to do with a sunbed, Decker, now. No, no. Costa del Nobles when I go in there. I Not a nine-minute holiday. So I thought if I go on the sunbeds a couple of times to try and keep it, because I didn't want it to go. So I've been on the sunbeds, I think, three times. And, hey, you want to see me wipe it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good no, yeah, I'm all good how are you Scott are you alright mate I'm good mate thanks yeah uh, it's a bit warm here in Amsterdam but apart from that I'm doing well looking forward to the football because uh, uh, I feel like last week were, was a bit of a downer after the Man City game but I think we might be able to give these ones a bit of a go but before we get in to this week's match preview here's a little word from our sponsor The Gallagher Shots Match Preview is brought to you by Magpin. Magpin are the go-to site for high-quality, unofficial enamel pin badges of Newcastle United players, legends and retro kits. For more information, visit their website at magpinbadges.bigcartel.com. Right then, so Sunday evening, 4.30pm kickoff, uh, live on Sky, I believe it is. It's not TNT this week. Um, at St James's Park, we will face Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool. Um, Decker, mate, last time we played Liverpool at St James's, it didn't really go to plan. Um, one of our few defeats of the season, but there was also obviously the Nick Pope incident. Yeah, it was a, um, <clears throat> that that seemed like a huge game. I remember going to that one as well because I think we're on a on a massive, a really good run of form. Uh, I believe. If memory serves us correct, I think it was Newcastle were unbeaten at home um, and were pushing for top four. Liverpool were starting to sort of catch well a little bit though, but it was one of them games where I think all of them were full of confidence going into that one. Um, and that, there's, there's this real sort of spice which has started between us and Liverpool 
it's always been there, really. I think even if you go mm. back to the four threes back in them days. But you know the one where uh, Rafa, when they got that that foul, that was never a foul in the score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Origi scored. Yeah, Origi scored. It, it's kind of from there, I think, where that's been reignited. That sort of rivalry, I think. And then now, obviously, with what we've sort of become and the sort of the adventure, the journey that we're on, um, I'm really, really looking forward to to Sunday. Like, um, and I think. You should probably all agree Klopp likes to have a bit of a dig at us at times as well, so I think it adds a little bit extra mm. spice for us as fans. Um, but yeah, let, 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 listen, let's hope Pope doesn't come out and do something like he did in the last game, um, the last time we played them, sorry. Um, but I, what I will also say, I think I've got a very similar feeling as I did that time in terms of like, oh, listen, we'll be able to get at them. We're going to, you know, we've got a really good chance to win. And I felt exactly like that in that game. Um, and we got caught twice Um you know, yeah. we've got beat, obviously. So I've got to be more than aware, but I am very confident that I must admit. It, it seemed to be just like a a ten minute mad rush of blood was, in the head. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I mean, we, we, we with ten men, we were still. And then that's just no disrespect to Liverpool and, and all Liverpool supporters. They, they said second half, we still had the backs against the wall in spells with ten men. Um, but I mean, we don't want to go and review that game. But it just it just showed you how. <laughs> Good, we were doing at the time to, to sort of move on. Two goal setback, the keeper's gone. Yet we, I think we had the majority of the possession, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And we had a cup final to play. Was it the mm. next weekend or the weekend after? Like coming up, so mm. that was obviously in the minds of some of the players as well. Um, obviously, we've improved five. Is it five signings now? Five signings, if you include Minty. Oh, um, yeah. And Liverpoolian have have added a few to their ranks. Uh, one that we were. Heavily linked with whether or not we were actually in for him, you know, who really knows. But uh, we've all did our YouTube research when the name was batted around and he seemed like a decent player. Did, uh, is it Slobber's Lie? Is that how you pronounce it? I was going to let you pronounce it because I haven't got a clue. <laughs> um, <laughs> probably just sounds like I have, I'm having a stroke if I pronounce his name, Splotch Fly. Um, but no, because they lost a. Well, last season, though, there was talk about the midfield isn't quite the same, and there was a lot of aging legs. Fabinho, um, Jordan Henderson's went, um, even the likes of Firmino, and then Alex Oxley Chamberlain. I know obviously he wasn't a, a key feature for them, but they've in sort of looked to re energize that midfield, and they've brought in uh, Alexis McAllister as well. So, again, yeah. young, hungry, um, very decent as well. Obviously, World Cup winner with Argentina. And I can't remember, they've just bought someone from, I think it's Stuttgart. Is it? He's Japanese. I kind of, for the life of remember his name, Endo or something. But they've, they've looked at both of that midfield, um, which is obviously where an area where they, they thought that they, they needed to improve on. Going forward, they've got a lot of players to, to look out for. Obviously, Salah, um, the likes of Cody Gapo, Luis Diaz. Um, so they've, they've got a lot of talent that we'll, we'll need to be on the game for. Yeah, um, it's weird Liverpool. They seem to have almost signed like two players in the last two weeks, and then kind of right at the last minute, they've had the rug pulled from under their feet. Which uh, I don't know. It's not very professional. I don't know how much I like that um, when that happens, especially when like I think Klopp in last week's press conference was pretty much saying, "Oh yeah, he's having his medical right now." Mm. And he was like on the well, I on the bus in the car going over to Chelsea because uh, they had obviously swooped in for him. Uh, Matty, mate, um, obviously Ian's mentioned a few names there, but have you got any kind of stand up? Well, it's Liverpool, but have you got any players that you know we should be mindful of, especially with their, with their attack? Um, yeah, I think it's interesting when you speak about Liverpool, when we spoke about City, you know, 
last week in between us, you know, they've got a team full of internationals, full of like superstars. You know, I, you could talk about Salah, but for me, it's not just the the new signings that obviously we're gonna have our eyes on. We, you know, McAllister did get red carded. He is going to be playing. Shabaslai is, is is obviously been he's made a decent impact so far from what I've heard and what I've seen. Um, but for me, it, it's two players that spent most of the last season injured, and that's Luis Diaz and and Diogo Jota. Um, mm-hmm. Two very good players, two very dangerous players. One of whom scored one goal already this season. The other scored two in both games. Uh, sorry, one in both games leading to two. Um, it just shows you that they did have a lot of attack and depth to Liverpool. And even when Diaz got injured and, and Jota was in and out the side, he had some some bad injuries that they could still string that run of form together at the end of last season. And now they've got these two back. They are looking dangerous. I think all in all, one thing to keep an eye on with Liverpool is the way they're set up with these this midfield, not the, the position, the six, but the six in front of the back four. Because I, I mean, we've seen Gakpo being deployed in like a midfield role. And yeah. I'm not sure if that's his game. I've I've heard I had some little sporters say to me that he could be a sort of a deeper playmaker, but for me he's a he's a centre forward and that's it. Yeah. But I mean, you look at how they've, they've sort of set up. Um, Ian mentioned Wataru Endo. He's been brought in to be like a sort of hold midfielder, sort of a third choice to when they wanted Lavia and Caicedo. Um, but they think they're lacking that in the midfield. And if they go top heavy. I'm not saying that will put them to the sword, anything like that. That could still very much be dangerous, but I think it's sort of it. We've seen, especially against Chelsea, it was very chaotic that game, both on Chelsea's yeah. part and Liverpool. But if, if if they go very top heavy again, one to watch is Gakpo and how he sort of moulds into that midfield because they probably will go Salah, Jota, and and um, Luis Diaz as the front three. But Luis Diaz looks like a player that the injury hasn't even affected him. He looks still looks quick, still looks sharp. So. Him and Jot are the ones that I'm worried about more so than even Mohamed Salah. Yeah, it's, it's a weird one for Salah. He's kind of, you know, I think it was the first game of the season. He spiced dummy out a little bit by being brought off. And, yeah. you know, it, 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 it's almost like it, it's that he's in that crossover period where you'd probably expect him to maybe move on next season. If it doesn't work out like it has done in seasons past, who knows, though? You know, we're not a Liverpool podcast of any stretch of the imagination, but uh, you can just you just kind of see early indications of that. Um Deckermit, you mentioned earlier about Klopp having a go, and obviously he made that comment the other day about Tyndall, well, the, the new law and how it's only going to affect us. Um, we saw the clip from the Amazon documentary already, how he uses Ten Hag's comments to rile up the dressing room and, and get them, you know, get them going before the game. Do you think we're going to see, well, not see, but do you think anything like that will happen this weekend? Or do you think, like how said, that was a one-off and it's not something you would typically do? No, I don't think <clears throat> I don't think it's um I don't think it's anything we do with the players that or anything like that. It's not really and to be honest with you, even I think I said this on Monday on the podcast that I did with the lads, um even I take that I look at that clip again and I'm like, you know, it is actually it was even I think even I overreacted to, to that a little bit. Um yeah. I just think it, it's more so of the the, the the constant digs early on about like the ceiling, you know, like oh them have mm-hmm. them have got no ceiling now and all of this and then they're the ones that are bidding for a player for £100 million, pounds, you know, and obviously didn't want to come, but they still tried to, you know what I mean? Um, and it's just this constant sort of dig that it's Klopp's always, everything's against us. And also go back to that away game down there, place where they were booing our players off, remember, in the score yeah. late on. Um, there's just this real bit of rivalry there between them in terms of, and I think Klopp's behind that a lot as well, in terms of how he gets gets their fans up for it. But I think to echo what, what Matty said, like I think, I think it's in midfield, like where I think them obviously are struggling. They're not they're not able to control games like they could with Fabinho and Henderson on the pitch. 
Um, I know for I know for example, a lot of people say Henderson just passed sideways and backwards, but you know what it is in that role. <clears throat> that's what you need, right? You need someone that can yeah. control the ball, control the game. Um, and to to comment on the Chelsea game, I remember watching that one thing and wow, this Liverpool team. It looks incredible going forward, mind you. You know, they've yep. certainly got ability up, up front, but in terms of being able to control a game, I think that's what they struggle with. And I honestly think at our place, many teams struggle to control us at home. Yep. Um, so I think I really honestly think we can get the better of them, um, certainly in the middle of the park. Like. But just yeah, to reference I mean, very quickly, sorry, what you mentioned yeah, on Salah, yeah. do apologise, sorry. Um, look at the class he showed in that Chelsea game where he set up the goal. The first mm. touch in that pass was just mm-hmm. world class. So, oh, yeah. It really was. So that's what he has from from nothing can can change a game. So of yep. course, got to be careful. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you've mentioned obviously the middle of the park there, Decker and, and Ian. One player that they are missing is Thiago, um, who notoriously, you know, pretty much runs the middle of the, the park in, in some of the games he plays. Um, do you feel like they've brought in players, like especially with the um, oh, sorry, I don't know the name, the, the guy from Japan, um, who are maybe there to replace Thiago because he has just had a, I think it was an operation he had in May. So I don't know how close he'd be back or if he's back at all uh, anytime soon. Do you think they're just filling gaps or do you think it's just bolstering a squad even more so uh, based on what they saw last season? I think the the two main signs, obviously McAllister and Schlubotschloy, or whatever you're going to call them. I think they're... We'll call him Danny for the... Danny, yeah. Is that his first name? No, Danny it's Dominic, but I just said Danny. Oh, well, well, oh <laughs> call him Keith. Uh, I think Keith Keith's great in the middle. No, um, I think they're very much for the future. I think, obviously, in relation to, to Endo, I think he's been not way down the list, but he, let's face it, he's not first choice. They went in for Caicedo, they went in for Lavia, and they've been rebuffed by him. So um, I think he was maybe just a sort of horses for courses. I, I was reading a little bit just before I came on. He sees himself as a number six. Um, so he, he's sort of the, the defensive anchor in that midfield three. I was quite surprised with how they utilised McAllister because I, I thought for Brighton, he he looked like he was sort of more of an attacking midfielder, but they the play him straight across the middle. But like I say, I think oh, I agree with what the lads are saying. Midfield is going to be key. I think we'll we'll need to be up front and we'll need to be on the game to to try and control that. I agree again with what what they were saying defensively. That they, they looked a, a bit chaotic at times, even against Bournemouth uh, late on in Bournemouth. They had a, a good couple of chances. So there's there's definitely areas we can exploit, particularly with the personnel we now have as well. But um, I agree with Deck. I think given the little rivalry that we'll have for it, given that it's a Sunday, it's a late kickoff, it's on Sky. I think the crowd will be up for it, and I think that'll that'll have the sort of the edge that we need. Yeah, well, we will turn our attention to Newcastle. We are a Newcastle podcast, after all. Um, Matty, injury list hasn't changed from last week. You've still got Willick, Kraft, and Mankio. Obviously, Willick probably the biggest miss out of those three, um, but. It's nice, you know, looking at the the lineup last week and the lineup the week before that. We've got a bit of cover, and we're not, you know, we're not really missing him when he's when he's missing. You know, we can afford maybe one or two players to be on that list this season. Absolutely, but you just again, it's a it's a it's a steady seesaw. I mean, a couple of injuries. Um, I mean, I think everyone's heart was in their mouths when when Fabian Cher went down the first two minutes of the City game. Appreciate mm-hmm. he does spend a lot of time on the floor, but personally. I think a lot of time he takes some fair wax as well. He's not like he's just going down for the sake of it. Um, but 
I feel like we're a couple of injuries away as well from just things being a little bit tetchy. Um, the squad's still got depth there that wasn't there before, 100%. Um, but nor is it uh, Man City squad, and we're very far away from that sort of depth. Um, personally, I think from just selection-wise, I think we're going to see the same team. I think we know Eddie Howe. I think it takes a lot for him to sort of change and tweak. Whether there's been any injuries, by the way, I mean, obviously we saw Joel Linton go off. Could, could yep. that call in some changes, perhaps? Um, the only other sort of change I could see happening is maybe does he experiment with with starting Harvey Barnes instead of Anthony Gordon? Um, as much as some naysayers will be fuming, you know, Miggy Allenron's still going to stay there, I think, anyway. I think it's highly likely, especially against a, a high energy team like Liverpool. Um, but again, you know, whether that change comes on the left or if anything changes in the midfield, we'll see because of Joe Linton. But that's the only two areas I see anything sort of change. I think mm-hmm. everything else will, will remain the same. Yeah, obviously uh, Murphy, uh, he'll still be on paternity leave, right? I don't know. I don't know the football. I don't. I don't think so. I think it's a. I think it's a football. Really like, I mean, Roy, well, Roy he... Keane's fuming at him probably, but uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, I think I think now he's seen the bet and being born, it's you know straight back to work. I think, That's but I who knows? We might be very much more empathetic. Well, he yeah, I mean, played the, the day after, wait, well, the night after. Yeah, he yeah, he did. Yeah, because yeah, he looked absolutely dead. Yeah, yeah. Um, Decker, obviously we've we've brought in a new signing this week in Lewis Hall. Um, obviously one for the future, but we did see Livermore feature last weekend. Do you think it's too soon for Hall to make any sort of feature, even in the, on the bench uh, for this squad at the weekend, or do you think Eddie Howell kind of just at least put him on the bench to get a little bit of experience of being a home player at a home ground uh, as early as he possibly can? Um... <clears throat> I, I probably think we'll not see him at all. I don't even think he'll be on the bench. But having said that, though, he, he could be on. He could be on the bench, but I don't think he'll play any minutes, even if he is on the bench. That might. But I think you've probably got more of the sense of him being there with the squad in the changing rooms, the whole works, seeing how we will sort of prepare for a game and how. Um, but probably just watching from the stands, you know. But I think the reference on him, <clears throat> um, I'm really excited for him. I haven't seen much of him, right? But the, I've mentioned this before. The two or three times I have seen him, he really does look a player like. Um, and he's that sort of front forward thinking full back, you know what I mean? That that I like that comfortable on the ball can get forward. Um, I also think it's mad, and I said this to the lads today. I mean, 18 year old, you know, and you're talking 28 million pounds. And I think what I was doing when I was 18, like it's <laughs> it's unbelievable, isn't how 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 times have changed. Like, but uh, I think it's <clears throat> it, it's similar to a lot of the signings, isn't that way of making where the you can tell it's like an Eddie Howe signing, right? Like it's it's yeah. it's one for the future, it's one that can be here for years. Um, love how obviously he's a fan of the club. Of course, that's you know that's obviously another lovely little thing that we <clears throat> that we can have. Um, I think going to the team on Sunday. Yeah, I, I agree with Matty that I think it probably will be the same team probably as City. I think against City. Sorry, um, obviously if Joe Linton's okay, I'm guessing maybe well, it didn't look great when he come off. Um, I just think. Um, Miggy, Mig, I think Miggy's been getting a lot of grief, certainly on, on, on social media anyway. I think it's very unjust, considering he was you know, his top scorer last season for a long period of you know that season. Um, I saw and, someone use the word fluke the other day about his goals as well, which really pissed me off. Yeah. Like, well, it, you or, know, just because he scored a couple of fluke goals last season. Yeah, that's it's awful, isn't it? Yeah, it's awful. Mm. Um, and, you know, he's still a... For me, he's still a key player, still a key part of the of the team and squad, you know. And I think it's incredibly harsh. And again, it's been two games, lads. It's been two games. Yeah. You know, what I mean, and we've played against the best team in the world, in my opinion, on on Saturday. Yeah. Um, and you know, what it is right. If if it gets to eight ten games in the season, you're still seeing frustrating performances. Then 
then by all means, you know, let's try and change it. And you've still got Murphy the option off the bench if it's not working. You've got Harvey Barnes to come on. We have got options now, but I think just to say Miggy shouldn't be starting now, based on what I've seen on, on Saturday, it's, it's just appalling, like, to be honest. But, you know, I've said this before, right? <clears throat> and funny enough, actually, I will just reference this. <laughs> Going to talk about Maxi here for a second, but um, <laughs> I, I, I watched the highlights of the 2 0 today, just, you know, just yeah. to refresh myself in terms of the goals and that. And um, Maxi was outstanding that game, I remember, absolutely outstanding. Um, and I went out with 10 men, he had to go up front. Um, and I always thought when he did go and he's gone, who would be the next person? And I feel it's just changed to him overnight. Yep. Oh, well, this is the person we're going to go at next. And it, I just think it's really unfair. I think it's really unfair. He's a very, very was... honest lad, hard worker. Yeah, I think there was still. There was sort of there was stick at both Miggy and Maxi when they were both there. To be honest, and I think there was there was just weird lenses that people were seeing them through. Like like yeah. you say, the frustrating one, Maxi. Like you say, you've been banging the drum about him for ages. Again, I I, I was frustrated with him at points, but I never wrote yeah. him off. And it's the same with Miggy Almiron. I just you as a, a supporter, you see that he's trying his hardest, and the manager sees that, and that's why he plays. Simple as I know returns on assists and goals are, you know, they're important. They're very important. But Absolutely. To, to to just write off that last season when some of the goals were top quality goals mm-hmm. is just absolute, you know, craziness. It's it's it's, it's just it, crazy. You know, he had a few pre season as well, though, didn't he? And, and you know, he did. Yeah. Hard goals, Another you know. really good pre season. He yeah. did. He had a great preseason. And that's why I think I get more annoyed that that he's getting grief that he's getting. And do you know, what? I'm almost positive. If I remember rightly, last season there was a there was a pocket where he was getting a bit of criticism, and I'm sure he scored at the weekend or on that game. And I, I'd love him to score at the weekend. I really would, or even just have a hand in the goal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I think it'll probably be the same team. I do think that we'll see Barnes, though. I think we'll see Barnes have a, have some minutes as well. I, I think he's got got so much potential. Um, yeah. And I, I'm hoping, really hoping, Gordon has. The the Villa game, they know that opening 10, 15 minutes. Obviously, yeah. he's against Liverpool, all the rest of it, right? I'd, I'd love to see him have that that real spark, them early early doors, mm-hmm. like he did against um, Villa. Yeah, I mean, another player who did well against Liverpool when he first played against him is uh, Isak. Um, obviously, oh. last week didn't really work for him, but he was he was alone up front, if you want to call it that, against uh, a very good Manchester City defence in in midfield. So. You wouldn't really expect much from him there. Um, but Ian, do you do you expect Isak to, to start and do you expect him to make as big of an impact as he did when he obviously started against Liverpool? I think it was at Anfield, wasn't it? When he yeah, it was, was his first yeah. game for us. Yeah, was, yeah. Where he got two goals, and I'm still saying it's two goals. <laughs> one was chalked off for offside. It, it, was, it was marginal. Um, but are you still expecting Isak to start or do you think it's, it's Wilson's turn uh, to, to get a run out? No, I think I think it'll be the same team again. Just with with if they're pressing forward and and how sort of how much they can be exploited at the back. I think Isaac's pace and the way he carries the ball as well. I think it can be a, a really good sort of weapon for against Liverpool. Um, seeing like people even saying like, "Oh, Isaac's not a striker. He's he's like a winger." It's like. He's just nearly scored a hat trick against Aston Villa. Who, let's face it, like the the Villa game, everyone was fairly nervous. Like it's, it's going to be a big yep. game, and he, he made them like, it, oh well, he was I was up against a poor defense. Like Pau Torres isn't a poor defender, neither is Esri Conta by by all accounts. Like, and he's nearly scored a hat. Some people just absolutely blow blow me mind with their opinions, to be honest. But um, I, I think yeah, very much in agreement. I think it'll be the the exact same team, obviously. That's accounting for no injuries. Um, the interesting thing I've seen a lot of talk. I don't know if Trent Alexander Arnold's fit for Liverpool. 
Um, mm. So that that would be a, an interesting battle, I think, going up against him. Because for me, Trent, I think he is he is good going forward, but defensively, he's not so good. So again, another area that we could potentially exploit. I think I was watching some before the season started, and they were talking, uh, they were interviewing him, and, he, and they were talking about him being used higher up the field. So I don't know if in their pre-season they've used him more of a as a, a left winger or a right winger um, right, as opposed right. to a defender. Um, so maybe well, he played for played centre mid in for the England games at the end of the season as well, mm. didn't he? I've just checked they actually in, and they've apparently both um, both Diaz um, and, uh, and Trent. Sorry, uh, uh, fine. Apparently there was a, was a risk for both of them, but they're uh, both trained, so they're going to be playing. Which well, good. you know, you, you go back, you go back to the to the home game last season, like Trent's ball over the top. You know, was for the first goal. Yeah. That's that is the class that he has. Like I appreciate defensively, he's he's, he's suspect, but. On the ball, there's not many better, you know, finding that pass. So, mm-hmm. um, and we, we found out, I watched that, that goal back there, and we'll give him far too much time in the middle. He just plays one ball at Nunes, and it's a goal. Um, so, yeah, he's, he is good, well, like he's just not very good defensively. We are recording this before the press conferences. So, obviously, any injuries that occur from there, we don't know about. Um, but if the Andy Sixsmith show is on this week, we'll be able to talk about it there on Friday. So, we'll see what happens there. And um, we'll move on to our predictions. And as always this season, We'll start with our members' prediction. Um, we have Graham, who's one of our members, and here is Graham's prediction for Liverpool. Hi, guys. I'm Graham from Scotland. I've been a Newcastle fan since 1984. Uh, my prediction for the game against Liverpool is a 3 1 victory to us, with the goal scorers being Miggy. Isaac and Barnes. Come on. There you have it. 3 1. Um, they are Decker, Miggy goal. Um, so Graham Probably believes. Um, yep. And uh, Barnes, you might be thinking he's starting. He didn't say if it's going to be on or off the bench. Uh, and then Isaac Ian, as we were just discussing. Um, Matty, are you as yes. confident as our friend Graham uh, when it comes to your prediction? Um, probably not, no. But I mean, it's I'm asking uh, the wrong person there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I, I, you know, I don't want this to be my gimmick all the time. I've been saying for the last like yeah, like oh, I'm the pessimist and all that stuff. But like, I mean, I've, I've actually I was just looking at the stats during uh, Graham's message there, and 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 thanks, Graham, by the way. But I, I was I was looking at that, that last game, and he's me thinking we had the majority of the possession with ten men against Liverpool, but actually they had sixty three percent of it. But I do remember that second half us being. Fantastic. Hit the ball. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's by the by. Um, for, for me, it's another one of those fixtures that, although we start the season with that game against Villa absolutely fantastically, and the performance against Manchester City has been, by some, you know, areas of the fan base, been blown way out of proportion. Um, it's still a fixture that I think needs to be respected, but can also be seen mm. as a chance to, to you know. Pull, not pull a rabbit out of the hat, but like pull, just get some points on the board. Um, yes. Liverpool are a team, a great team. They've got a very, very good manager, and they've got some very, very good players. And it's it would be silly of us to think just because we've had that great season last season um, that we could be like really far flung favourites for this. Um, that being said, though, we've talked about the midfield battle, and if Tenali, Gamaresh, and hopefully Joe Linton are on song, then we 
that's definitely an area where we can exploit it and build attacks from. Um, we've got a d- the defence there that can be resolute and hopefully not con- concede like we did against them last season. And no madness from Nick Pope. And you know, there's definitely ways we can we can hurt them, but there's ways they can hurt us. And I, I am sitting on the fence a little bit, but. For me, I mean, I'm, do you want a prediction from me now? Or do you want a prediction from yeah. me later? A prediction right now? Um, I'm going to go one-all. I'm going to go one-all. And, and do you know what? It, it, as long as it's not a one-nil and they snatch it at the death, I'd take that now. If you just give me them three fixtures at the start of the season and said four points, I'd have snatched your hand off. I know we. I know it's. I don't want a small club mentality or any of that BS that some people say. You need to be going to every game hoping that you win. Of course I do. And I know we've got enough to hurt teams, every team in the Premier League. But we are still on a slow sort of growth trajectory, even though that, yep. that fourth place finish spiked it a little bit. Um, so for me, a one-one wouldn't wouldn't be a bad result, not at all. And I hope we get at least a point because I'm on my stag do this weekend, and I don't want to be sad. Oh. <laughs> Definitely not. Well, well, we'll 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 put a word in, and we'll get them to do it for you, man. Oh, cheers, um, man. Thank you. That's what yeah. Eddie should be saying. At, 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 instead it of uh, forget the clock comments this. or Ten Hag's comments, yeah. just clear this. Matty's on his stag do. He's getting married. <laughs> you know, let's you know, let's give it to him. So, good point. Right. Ian, mate, what is your prediction for this one? Um, say I was really confident, but then when I sat and thought about it logically, like I was really, <laughs> I was really, really Don't confident about it logically. <laughs> Um, I was really, really confident that would go in and perform really well against City and get something. And we didn't, by all accounts, we weren't horrendous, but they were just a class above. Win. And like we say, Liverpool do have those world class players. I think, to be honest, I think we do owe them one from last season. Obviously, the the Nick Pope sending off, and then at their place, the, the goal in the or whatever it was. Um, I mean, the Nick Pope sending off was a sending off, though. Oh, 100 percent, hundred percent sending off. You're saying yeah. that as if we owe them one because it was an injustice. <laughs> it was one of the biggest red cards I've ever seen in my life. It, oh yeah, hundred percent it was. Um, I just I feel because, like I say, it's a it's a Sunday game. It's at home. I think anyhow, what we didn't do too well against Man City and implement that this week. So I'm going to go for a confident two-one win. I didn't sound very confident in that at all, though, did I? But no, I'm going to go 2-1 win. Um, but you know what it is, I agree with Matt. Get a point out of it. Not a bad result at all. Awesome. Decker? Well, you know, listen. What's your, what's your prediction? <laughs> listen, we're going to smash these all over. Like, I'm, I'm telling you. Listen. Um, You're on Graham's uh, side of the fence, are you? Honestly, right? I, I'm with Graham all the way. Like, cause, um, so... I think I, I, need, I do need to rein it in a little bit for myself because I honestly feel like we're invincible at home. Right? I honestly think at home we can beat anyone. Right? That's how I feel. And when our tails are up, right? look what we did to Spurs. You know, and I'm not saying it's going, to, it's going to be the Spurs game. I'm just saying, look what we did to Villa. Everyone's, I was worried about the Villa game. Don't get us wrong. Right? The, the, at the moment, in our building, on, on TV, afternoon kickoff, I think we can beat anyone that comes in front of us. Right? And I think going back to what I said before about the midfield battle, that's where I think we can really exploit that. And I honestly, I, I'm going for 3-1. I'm, I'm going to go with what Graham said. 3-1 was what I was thinking. Um, but you know, secretly, I think it could be more. So, of course. Yeah. What are you saying? <laughs> honestly, no. I, I am, it's not a I, secret when you say it out loud. I, I, should, I shouldn't be that... Co- <laughs> I shouldn't probably be that confident, right? I shouldn't be. No, you but shouldn't. I'm telling you, there's something about being at home. Um, I, I, I just think we're going to blow them away. So there we go. 
possibly three one. No, three, three, possibly, possibly five. <laughs> okay. It's gonna be a clip of life when we get beat one nil here. You're gonna go viral, <laughs> you man. Someone's gonna find yeah. this clip. And Nelly said Red Tube there. I don't know what the Liverpool YouTube channel is. It's not Red Tube though, is it? Yeah, it's um, not definitely Red Tube. not that. <laughs> 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 um, I'm going to go for, I think we'll sneak a 1-0 win, but I think it'll be a good performance. Um, I think, I agree with Decker, I think the midfield will be where we might edge it and that might nullify Liverpool's attack. But like Matty said, obviously they've got players who can kind of take the midfield out of the equation with one pass. But uh, yeah, I think it'll be a one-nil victory. Um, I think it'll it'll be a fairly early goal, if I'm being honest. I think you know maybe his first twenty minutes with the crowd getting riled up and being kind of behind them, and then yeah, it'll be a sorry, Matty, it'll be a nervy rest <laughs> of the game. Um, and I, and I don't want to say how many minutes it'll be because it could be sixty, it could be seventy, it could be ninety minutes after that twenty minutes gone because uh, well, it definitely won't be sixty, um, but because it. Uh, who knows with the added time and especially the added time with, with Liverpool. We'll see what happens there. Uh, we could be playing for 20 minutes at the end of the game, uh, waiting for uh, the referee. Does anybody want to add anything before we wrap this one up? Speaking of predictions and probabilities and all that stuff, how yes. how probable do you think it is that there's going to be, not controversial, like I mean like a big controversial refereeing mm-hmm. decision this, this, this game. I mean, there will be one this weekend. We know there will be. The fact that there's been three or four spread across... Two weekends of football already. I mean, I'm not confident that there's going to, there's going to be something that should have been overturned, something that should have been given. Because these, this is a, this is a, I don't want this is a full can of worms I'm going to open up, and I don't want to go on it for too long. But like the some of these decisions have been absolutely shocking. I mean, Liverpool in themselves have just had a red card overturned. They had a penalty that was never a penalty, hard, yeah. but, like just mind blowing how the penalty is given. But for me, like, you know, we're talking about a different team, but that Man United one with Onana is one of the worst decisions I've seen not given mm-hmm. in recent, like, the last couple of years. But I'm just, what's going on? Like, how is this happening? How can Scott, Ian, Deck, and me watch television, see the replays that these officials are getting, and go, well, that's clear and obviously wrong. That's wrong. And then these people are saying they don't want to re referee games. It's absolutely baffling me. <laughs> It's scary, mate, and I, I I don't have the answer because I think you think putting a replace. Let's go back to that on Anna one for mm-hmm, the Wolves mm-hmm. United game. If you go back to that moment and think, see, you've got an opportunity to watch a replay of that. You know, within two views, within two views, oh, that's a penalty. Um, and for them not to be able to, to see that, it's it's mind blowing. Like, and yeah. do you know what it is? I, I'm saying there, we'll have too much of them. We'll do this. We'll do that. And my mind never ever goes to that. I never think, oh, what about a dodgy decision? Because you never know, right? If, yeah, yeah. We yeah. could get a penalty, or we might get a red card that we don't think was, or or whatever. Um, we could go forward. I mean, we could get a penalty. You're right. Like, you're right. It, you're right. It could. Um, but I, I think you're absolutely right. I think it's um, that McAllister red card. It's rightfully been overturned. Obviously, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. shouldn't be a red card. Do you know what I mean? Well, it's, against it's, for me um, though, like refereeing's a rock hard job. Personally, I, I think I'm one of these people banging the drum for fund it even more, incentivize it even more so that you're going to get better referees coming through because it, right now it's a thankless tax, task because you, you do get hated on and you get abused and it's awful. Oh, yeah. So you yeah. should be getting paid for being basically abused every weekend, whether that's on a Sunday league pitch all the way up the Premier League. I totally yeah. agree with that. But when you watch, I was watching the, the BTs, not the Sky Sports, um, soccer Saturday, last Saturday, when that's happened, when that McAllister, um, incident happens, the full panel are going, that's not a red card in a month of Sundays. And Mike mm. Dean goes, no, it is. 
it's a red card. Mike Dean's in the studio, and we all know about Mike Dean. But Mike Dean is just going, no, it is. It's a red, it's a red card. And you watch it back, and you're like, that's meant to be one of the best refs yeah. we've produced in the last 10 years, telling a bunch of footballers yeah. that was a red card, and it gets rescinded. I mean, it's crazy. And again, it's a tough job, but I just don't get where this ineptitude to review decisions has is, is, is came from. Even even like the length of time it takes. Like I was watching the, the Women's World Cup and that's another thing that I, like they were trialing was the communication of yeah. like how they've reached that decision. Mm. And to me, they weren't doing that. They were just saying, I've reviewed it. I can see a handball. They weren't explaining why it was a handball or why it was a foul or whatever. But the handball that we conceded against Spain, like I watched that once, didn't think it was a handball. Seeing the replay, I was like, no, nah, handball. Not and bad. it took f- five minutes to like, yeah. and it was just, it was like she was, it was just watching the same like second and a half clip over and over and over. It's like nothing's going to change. It's the same pictures you're seeing. I can see it and I'm half cut because I'm on pina coladas. Like, it's like, it's a blatant handball. Why is it take? It just honestly, it, it baffles us and it, it kind of makes you go out and think like, is is there like something more like dark about it? Is there a conspiracy? Nah, I don't is think there, I like... don't think there is. I really th- I thought it was pointing out this when we made the other day. And again, Scott, I'm so sorry to have opened this kind of worm for the last five minutes <laughs> of the podcast. Thanks. But I was talking I was talking to a friend about it and he he's a Liverpool supporter. We were having a group with Man United supporters, um, you know, Middlesbrough supporters, all these people who, who look at through the world of football through a different lens. But they just said it's it's got the point now where it's it's not there's no conspiracies. There's no, you know, when you ask, there's there loads of people banging the drum last season about they were trying to stop us getting the top four, give you ready to shake. Man United fans saying that they weren't getting the decisions, but then you look at it across the board, it's just inept. It's just bad. Like, you know, for every, not for everyone, but, you know, we had some stinkers. Joe Will, the own goal foul on Joe Willock against Palace last season was awful. Yep. But bloody hell, remember when Jimenez went through an on goal against Pope and he brought him yeah. down and it was just, that's yeah. a red card all day long. Or at least a at least a penalty or a free kick or whatever it was, and it just wasn't nothing was given. It's just yeah. it's crazy, and I, and I get the trying to set criteria so that it's not. But if like Ian said, if they just went, you need to look at that. You'd run over the monitor and, and make a decision straight away rather than run around for five minutes waiting for someone in your ear to tell you. I just don't get how it's illog- how illogical it is. But we'll do another podcast on this another time after we get two red cards against Liverpool that weren't red cards. And I, 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 I do the, the player I do worry for is Joe Linton a lot in these situations because we love Joe Linton loves the yellow card right he's very very aggressive yeah. and I do think when I'm seeing the likes of McAllister getting a red card for that challenge that worries us because Joe goes in hard like no, so yeah. you know but just got it's, I mean, it's Ray goes over the ball and it, though no ah, it's true right, yeah 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 another player we have to about is obviously Bruno who you know had his I, wouldn't, I don't want to say it was an outburst, but he, he responded to some probably unfair criticism online and whether that's going to be playing on his mind in the game. Yeah. Just, you know, that, could, that could even affect whether he gets selected, you know. Nah, uh, I don't... With, I, I, I mean, we saw I that... I think it's new, water for ducks back. Yeah, we saw that the, the, the account today posted a photo and they knew what they were doing. But yeah. um, I like to think that... I don't even think that someone's put their arm around him and I'd give him a bell and told him to take that tweet down. I think that he might have seen the responses it got, which were hugely positive. I was expecting to go into his reply, the reply to that tweet, seeing one idiot saying, no, you can't say that. But everyone was just saying, like, into them, we're not thinking about that, mate. Like, da-da-da-da-da. However, we know, we've seen it. If we go on Twitter, as much as all of us do sometimes, you do see the negative comments from from the weekend, hence why, you know, we're not going to even talk about why why that that, that sort of comment he replied to arose. Um, But again, 
you do worry. You do worry a little bit that someone as emotional as him, let's not forget he's very emotional. Yeah. We, we thought he was his, career, his, his season was over when he got injured against Leicester because he was crying and he was playing two, two weeks later. And that's not a, a slight against him because he's a very emotionally driven person. And if he sees that his efforts, that he's had a huge hand in, is uh, 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 being sort of just thrown away just because of one performance against the best team in the world, it can affect certain people, but I don't think it'll affect him. I think he's seen enough, and I'm sure he's got enough people around him saying it's a, it's a very, 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 very small minority that are going to lose their mind over a 1-0 loss against Man City. I, I actually thought this about him. <clears throat> I'm going to mention him again. Uh, Maxi, obviously. Maxi. <laughs> <laughs> The reason why was he he was always on social media, like dead funny as well, and like yeah, you're right. Like, some of the yeah. stuff he put on, but I always I remember when we signed him and he was doing all these funny things with Sunderland fans, and I thought you know this could come back and bite well, like because you know he might react to the wrong thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I that didn't really happen with him, and that was fantastic. It didn't, but I actually absolutely echo with Ma, with Matty said, and I said this to the lads was like he's very emotional. Him like. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. He's obviously read that in a, in erupted, and when he said "bang on," like let's be fair, totally bang on. You just you just got to be careful, you know what I mean? There was, there was no yeah. need for the tweet in the first place by the the, the, the account that did it, um, and it is just mental, isn't it? But I, I just find that, and I, I think I said this at the end of last season. I, I worry for that in case we do have a bad run of form. Like if if we do go through a bad run, people Which are is inevitable. Going to be going, it's inevitable, and people are going to have a go in the likes of Bruno. Besson will will retaliate again and then again and then you know it's let's anyway let's just hope it doesn't happen but it's yep, that's yeah. going to be a warning that's to be a warning to all the fan base just settle down relax you know what I mean and I think be careful yeah. what you're it's going to be it's, you can't put a cat the genie's already out the bottle I mean there's, there's a massive aye, aye. The, the, I don't know what the saying is but I think I tried to quote this once on a previous podcast about <laughs> people being the loudest being the the smallest minority that whatever however you say it. I get what but you're saying. The, yeah, there's yeah. so many people on Twitter that seem like to reflect the fan base when really they're just 10 or 15 idiots shouting into the ether and if them same idiots comment on each other's stuff and, and it gains traction and people see it. I think, look, footballers aren't above criticism. People have said this a million times. And if, if on your head, be it, if you're a footballer on social media and mm. you see things that you don't like and people... Are, I mean, abuse is, is never right i'm talking about just criticisms of your performance as a footballer and if you yep. see it then just don't be on it however when that criticism is totally unjustified then i can't imagine what it's like being in that position it must be yeah. so frustrating especially seeing how we're on a fucking rocket ship and what we've done over the last year and a half like bruno said just look what happened with jamal sells he was he was on a in on twitter and on, on insta and all them on a in dark times and he had to quit yeah. it because he's right, an yeah. absolute idiot absolute idiot and, you know, it could end well, up he, happening with a player that even, and, and no disrespect to Jamal Lascelles, contributes more on the pitch. Jamal Lascelles does yeah, yeah. His, his own thing behind the scenes and we respect that massively. Mm-hmm. But there's players that will be doing massive things on the pitch that we need. And they're all of a sudden going to be like, what am I even doing this for? If I'm going to just keep getting abused. And, that, and that's where this horrible thing comes from, from the, some of the certain the media, the expectations or the jury's expectations too much. And it's these type of things which, unfortunately, yeah. prove them, right? perpetuate it, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Anyway, there's a little bonus bit for you at the end of yeah. the podcast. <laughs> bonus podcast. We might leave this bit for members only. No, we're not. Um, but um, we will. Red tubes for members there. only. Red tubes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's so that's a what free the Liverpool fan. Free week. Yeah, Liverpool fan channel was called. I don't know. Maybe it is. Um, but we will. <laughs> we will end it there. We're looking forward to this game. Thank you very much for watching. If you do like this sort of content, please scroll down from this video. It's not 
to be found on RedTube, but on YouTube. Uh, scroll down <laughs> from this content. Not hit this the subscribe content. button. Hit the notification bell. And uh, if you want to be extra nice, hit the little thumbs up or the thumbs down button um, to feed the algorithm and get this into the hands of other Newcastle and Liverpool fans. Uh, if you want to go one step further, and if you want to be like Graham and have the opportunity of submitting your prediction for these match previews, you can become a member. It's $2.99 or $4.99 a month. Uh, that obviously gives you the opportunity to join us on the match previews, gets you early access to videos like this, as well as access to the Telegram group. Um, yeah, it's all kicking off for members, early access. There's a whole host of things there. But all that's left for me to say is, first of all, thank you to Graham for submitting your prediction. Thank you to Matty. Thank you to Ian. Thank you to Decker. We will go into this one a little bit better than bruised off Man City, but hopefully we'll come out of it swinging uh, and uh, we'll get the three points at the end of Sunday. We will see you all in the next one. Bye, everyone. Podcast Network.